0: This is a download from NewsTalk 106 to 108. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Off the ball, getting inside the game on NewsTalk 106 to 108. These a place well, that means that there's been a bid on our uh, signed Manchester United shirt tonight of €300, euro, which is the best we have so far. It's come from Colm Tully and uh, it's all for Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Week. It's a signed Man United shirt by the uh, current Manchester United squad. John, a very good evening to you. Thanks, Joe. Um, I'm going to start with Man United and I'm going to start yeah. with Wayne Rooney. They're chasing the game 2-1 last night and 15 minutes left to go. And Ferguson looks at his team and goes... I'm going to replace Wayne Rooney with Ryan Giggs. It's not a good sign for Wayne Rooney, is it? No,
1: well, it's never a good sign when a player's been replaced um, because I think Rooney should be at a stage in his career now, Jer, where he should never be replaced. You know, he should be such an important player um, that it would be just ludicrous to replace him. That's that's not the case, as we know. Um, And what the reason is, we can only guess. Uh obviously Ferguson thinks he's better chance of winning the match or drawing the match when he's not playing, which is the bad sign. Yeah. it uh, means he can do without him and somebody else is coming on to do a better job. So it's not good. it, it it's hard to know uh, what the Rooney situation is. Um I think Ferguson seems to have lost patience with him or lost confidence in him. Um and the talk before where he you know, he could be gone in the summer, I think there's uh, more credibility to that story now than there was a few months ago
0: if if it, like, a couple of things strike me there there has to be a way back for everybody because we have seen Ferguson do this with players in the past where it looks like players are on their way out and he kind of not that he changes his mind but that ultimately turns out that it was um, it wasn't many of them Jeff no I'm trying to think <laughs> of some examples there yeah
1: <laughs> I mean if you look back on it you know Roy Keane he's, Roy Keane was Roy Keane was a great player for him Beckham was gone you know Cantona went, yep, Sam, went yeah and uh, Sent it forwards. Van, Van Nistelrooy went. So, like I think, as soon as
0: he makes up his mind, I think it's very, very hard to get back into his good books. If you're Rooney at that point, then do you just go, "Well, I don't really need. I need to be playing football. Like I need to be the the number one guy." Um, well,
1: nobody knows what's going on inside anybody's head, uh, Jared. I, I certainly don't know. Wouldn't even try to guess what's going on inside his head. All you can see is. What manifests itself on the pitch, which is Rooney, who, in my opinion, two years ago, three years ago, before he got an injury and before he got his big contract, was on his way to greatness, and that has definitely stopped and gone backwards now we can all guess, and I'd be guessing at reasons as to what with, why that why he hasn't gone on and but there was always a thing in football in managers always say you've got to keep them hungry, and it depends what the the person. Uh, involved in the player is hungry for. Uh, I mean, if you take a young lad, well, his youngest lad, what 27, 27 now, and he's on a reported two hundred and fifty grand a week. I mean, that's mind boggling money. Uh, if money was his goal in the first place, which I doubt, I think he was a football lad. But it's it's, it's see, if you put yourself in his position, Jer, and I tried to put myself in his position. You come into the game, you love it. Uh, it it, it can be hard work. If you're, if you're striving for greatness, it's hard work and it's dedication, all things. And then after a few years, because of some certain situation with Manchester, he signs a contract for 250 grand a week for four years. Right? Now that's worth about 50 million to him. So, money definitely does corrupt players. I think it definitely corrupts people in general. But that type of money where he, he he could well be saying, I'm only look, trying to look into his head. well, I don't have to do much. I don't have to do much else now. You know? It could be. But certainly the hunger and enthusiasm that he had is not there. He should be Manchester United's leading player. He should be shown an example to everybody else, as Roy Keane did in his day, in a different way. But Rooney should be the player that's getting on the ball, urging people forward, rather than people having to urge him to do his stuff. And he definitely hasn't been doing his stuff for the last 18 months, I'd say.
0: The the money doesn't seem to corrupt some other players. Like the money actually seems to have helped Cristiano Ronaldo or maybe not the money, but the fame and the celebrity yeah. seems to have turned him into somebody yeah. who... Well, everybody's different, yeah. You know, everybody's different. Uh, uh,
1: you know, like to, for, for people to go on to greatness is hard work and when it's done by people like whether it be Messi or Pele or Bobby Charlton, you take it for granted. But there's so many things can go wrong. Um, you know, it could be that he's lost his hunger for the game. The, the the money is 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 there. His private life, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, uh, nobody knows. But all you know is, as a player, when you're watching it, he he hasn't progressed in a way that he should have progressed.
0: From watching Ferguson over the last two decades, two and a half decades, is is part of what he's doing at the moment. Strategies to keep them hungry, dropping them for the Champions League, taking them off in a game where you're chasing it, just reminding them, or is that the sign of somebody who's who has gone beyond that? Well, I, I,
1: I my guess would be that Ferguson's lost patience with him. Like, uh, like to 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 have the hunger that's needed, yeah, You shouldn't have to do that to a player. You know, it should be there. It's an internal thing. Yes, definitely. You can't make somebody do it. You know, you know, you can't make them do it. And like, I can only go back to, to my day where there wasn't. That one nobody was made that much money in my day, nobody. So when I look back on it, and I think I was twenty, say I was twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. Again, we were talking about this last week. I think uh, if I'd have been on two hundred and fifty grand a week, I don't know whether I would have yeah said, "Oh, that's it now," or continue to try and get better and better. I
0: don't know. You don't know until you're in that position, you know. Part of it seems to be the motivation to be the greatest, to be. To, yeah. Well, to break records, to to kind yes. of to to well, leave that I, legacy.
1: Yeah, I think the, 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 the my ambition uh, was always to make the best of the ability that I was given. To be true to that. That was my thing. That, and when if you have that attitude, then, then money and anything else doesn't come into consideration. It's a self satisfaction thing that you have to be true to to the gift that you've been given to play, whatever it is whether it be football, rugby, or singing, at that level. You have to be true to that gift. Uh,
0: and money, that's nothing to do with money. Do you remind yourself that every week, at the start of every season, would you set a goal this season, we have to win this league title if I'm doing that? No,
1: no, uh, no. I never believe it's, you should never set goals, dear, because I see, like, and I see managers say, well, uh, you know, we planned after three months to have you know, 24 points and we get two, three points here in the point. It doesn't, doesn't work. All you've got to do is keep yourself fit. I'm talking about as a player now. Keep yourself fit and you know the old saying, one match at a time. You can only play one match at a time and do the best for that match and if you're doing your best for that match and you play well, the points will look after themselves. You don't, you don't set the goal for the points because yeah. you could say, like any manager could say, well, we're set a goal for, say, uh, 40 points by Christmas. Well, why not set a goal for 80 points before Christmas? It doesn't mean anything except you have to play the games. And nobody knows. You look over a season. Any season, you look, about three, about three or four years ago, Manchester United, uh, I think, won the league, and City beat them twice in the league. Like, you know, last year, Blackburn beat Manchester United. Wigan beat them. Like, if you were making it out, you'd say, well, there's three points there, yeah. there's three points there, there's three points there. So you, you can't do that. All you do is you look after yourself, play the next match, play the next match as best you possibly can, and then you learn from that match, hopefully you learn from every match and then you should get better and better as you get older. You, you, but you have to maintain your fitness. That's, that's your machine. Yeah. The rest then is, is, is looking after yourself, your head, getting it right and all that. So like we go back to Rooney. I think Rooney was on his way to greatness two or three years ago and it stopped for whatever reason. And I think Ferguson, I can see Ferguson getting impatient with him. And I think when Ferguson starts getting impatient with a player, it's very, very hard to come back from it. And I thought, I thought, when somebody said earlier on in the season, well, he, he could be sold, I thought, well, that,
0: that's nonsense. But I, I I wouldn't be surprised now. It, from Ferguson's perspective, the thing to do might be just to cash in at this point. If oh, yeah. you have a player you're not happy with, then yeah. spend well, the money on somebody else. Two years, he's
1: two years to go on his contract. He's getting, whatever, 250 grand a week. And if it gets any longer, he won't get the price for him. He'd be too old and he'd be running out of contract. I, I would say that, I would, at a guess again, I would say that Ferguson would have his have eyes for Volcao.
0: we've we heard him say he's not going to join Manchester United at the moment but then yeah, well, the players make, that, are that's like that's at the yeah. moment you can't say that with
1: he's going to like, to get him Madrid yeah, but I'm, it would make sense only like I'm looking at it just as a, as a supporter same as anybody else if he decides to sell Rooney you get a fair price for Rooney you get him off the wage bill yeah and you get you get somebody else in if if, if if as we get some of us guess anyway that Ferguson's lost pace he won't keep him he, ha- he hasn't kept anybody. And uh, I think, like most managers, once they make up a mo- of their mind to do it, because don't we get Rooney feels that as well. And maybe that will be one of the reasons why he's not
0: playing so well. Yeah. When well, a
1: manager loses confidence in you, it's very, very difficult to play well.
0: And it's pretty obvious as well. that, that Ferguson doesn't strike me as a man prone to hiding things. I mean, the ultimate, the ultimate uh, sign of dissatisfaction with a player is to
1: uh, substitute him in a, in a vital game. Mm. And he's done that a few times now.
0: One of the things that we were wondering about uh, when we were talking about it today in the office was does the fact that the crowd last night the, the crowd was singing you're getting sold in the summer is, is, is Rooney the type of player who we've seen that have an impact on in the past and does that does does transfer talk have an impact when it's out there in the ether it, and it's not just from Ferguson but it's it's kind of it's constant now Rooney's picking up the papers going I'm getting sold I'm getting sold It wouldn't be so much that
1: yeah, as he would know that the manager is dissatisfied with him or has lost confidence in him. That would be, that's the ultimate for a professional footballer in uh, have, losing confidence in yourself. It's a very, very difficult position when you're playing a team where the manager's lost confidence in you and you, you can't do right for wrong. Yeah. You know? And he's been subbed a few times, he's been left out. Uh, the start of the season, don't forget, even the start of the season, you know, he left him out and said, well, he's not fit. Yeah who's carrying waste no, that, ways. That, no that, that's uh, it's very very it's very difficult you have to have the manager uh, you know backing you and, and I had it at Manchester United. Matt Busby lost confidence in me Jeff. we played in the cup, uh, cup semi-final in 62 against a great sports team we got a hiding 3-1 and I was hopeless hopeless and I was absolutely hopeless I was only 21 and I think after that match, he lost confidence in me bought Dennis Law in the summer and I played on the right wing for most of the next season and I had a terrible time couldn't if I went outside, I should have gone inside, and I could feel I knew it. It's it's a, it's a terrible feeling, and I left. I was I left at the because I knew I had to. Uh, so th- the manager has to be not all over you, but you have to know that he trusts you and he believes in you.
0: When he shifted you to the right wing, was that the the first line, or was it are you thinking, okay, well I can make this work?
1: Um, I didn't get a chance to make it work. I mean, I was always a national midfield player. I had played on the right wing for Manchester United anyway when I first got into the team because that was the only position I could get in, in, in into the team in because there were so many good players. Um, and I I'd played in the middle of the midfield during that particular run. Bobby Charlton was actually on the left wing. So I was sort of the main man in midfield and I was only 21. I thought at the time I was able to do it. But looking back on it, looking back on afterwards, I wasn't. I wasn't ready for it. Um, but when, when I had a bad game against Spurs, that was it. Matt Busby hardly ever spoke to me. Uh, when he did, it was, it was usually critical. So you can feel it, yeah. yeah. You know, when you're a player, the manager's the man you have to please. And you soon find out that you're not pleasing him very much, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you regret not making it at, at that game at that time with Man United? or did, well, did... I didn't. Well, obviously, I was disappointed because I
1: played rubbish in the game. We got beaten in the semi-final of the cup so I knew it, you know yourself I played I, I play hopeless I was a terrible terrible game but did the team not play rubbish as well well we, we didn't play well but I mean you, you have to worry about yourself for sure. yourself for. so we were well beaten now, they were a great team at the time sports this was the great sports team Jimmy Greaves and Danny they'd done
0: Nashville. the double the previous year
1: yes actually I think they were better the, the, the second year because they didn't have Jimmy Greaves when they won the double they added Jimmy Greaves to the squad for the second year and I think they won the Cup winners Cup and the, the Cup again so they were a brilliant team um, and uh, you know, I, I I just just played very poor. So I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it, but I didn't get any, I didn't get any, any
0: encouragement after that. I'm
1: only explaining to you how a player feels when the manager has lost confidence in you.
0: Yeah, and there's no way of getting it back, or in that but case, it's very anyway. very
1: difficult. You'd want to go out in the next match, and you'd want to be playing brilliantly, brilliantly, brilliantly. It it, it can be turned,
0: but it's, it's not very often it is. It's funny how an entire career hinges on a couple of moments in one game that defines whether or not you play I mean, well that's the game like, 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 people in the
1: game will tell you it's a cruel it can be a very cruel game football and uh, but I mean I had I had to get over it myself I mean you have to get over it yourself I mean I was only I was only 21 so uh, I I actually didn't lose confidence in myself but I and then I moved to I moved to Leeds after that straight almost straight after the, we went on to win the cup the following year which I played in against Leicester and I played one more match in the charity shield and and I was being left out after that, so it was. I knew it was time to go, and Matt didn't.
0: Matt didn't complain anyway. <laughs> and when <laughs> the feeling was mutual. When you when you know you need to go, do you kind of like you can't agitate for a move? It was not like there were agents and at that time. No, you can
1: ask for a move, I mean, but if if a manager comes and you're playing well, you don't ha- you don't you don't want to move yet. Do you go to him yeah. and say, "Oh yeah, I asked for him a move"? And and uh, what do you know in football that if if you go to the manager and you ask for a move, if he really wants to keep you he'll try and talk you out of it. If he doesn't want to keep you, he will tell you, I'll put your request before the directors. When I asked Matt for a transfer, he said, without any hesitation, I'll put your request before the directors. <laughs> I knew he wanted me to go and, and he knew I wanted to go.
0: Is it a relief when it happens finally? That well, the reason I wanted to go, you see, I, I thought my, my
1: thinking at the time was, Matt's lost confidence in me. If I go on the transfer list and somebody comes in to buy me, they obviously have confidence in you or they wouldn't do it otherwise. So that was one of the reasons. I thought, well, whoever comes in for me is going to going to want me. And that, that, was, that was the case. I was only on the transfer list for two days when, when Don
0: Reevy came in. That's in pretty fun. good. That, that must have made you feel pretty wanted by Don Reevy then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we've got to take a quick break. 53106 is the text number. We're going to put the uh, texts that we've been getting for John, to John, after these off the ball getting inside the game on Talk 106 to 108 Alright a lot of text coming in on 53106 for John uh, Steve D in Rathfarnham. speaking of Cantona did John ever buy into the hype about him was he really that good never did it in Europe for Manchester United yeah. says Steve D I,
1: I never I never thought Cantona was a great player I think he was a great signing for Ferguson uh, and I hope I don't bore you going back on it when when Leeds pipped Manchester United for the title one year, then they started again, and, what, and there was no new signings. And what happens with the supporters? They think, these are losers, mm. this team. And there was huge pressure on the team. And coming near Christmas, they weren't doing well at all because the crowd need, in my opinion, this is only my take on it, the, 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 the crowd needed a hero. They needed a new hero. And he bought Cantona. And I remember before Cantona kicked the ball for Manchester United, he was a hero. They wanted somebody to cheer. And Eric being Eric, thought at last, here's a stage that's big enough for me. Or maybe not quite, but, but the crowd that appreciate me. Yeah. And he did extremely well for them for what he did. But I think the, the likes of Brian Robson, Mark Hughes and all these terrific players accepted Cantona because he took the pressure off them. You know? And they also played better as a result of that. Then, yeah, oh, definitely, because the crowd were off the back. They were able to go. Iuar Cantona, and and he did contribute. Uh, but let's put it this way: if Brian Robson had gone to Aston Villa, or Roy Keane had gone to Aston Villa, he would have made him a better team. I think if Eric Cantona had gone to Aston Villa when they were mid-table; it wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever. He didn't play well for Leeds. Yeah, really, Jack. I mean, he, they keep saying, "Well, he won a league medal with." He was. He, I remember he was sub. And a run in a run-in for the champion, the last 10 matches, he was subbed nearly in every match. He actually contributed very little to Leeds when winning the, 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 the Premier or the Championship at that particular time. But he was a great signing for Ferguson. I think Ferguson knew what he was doing. He built this guy up before he played. The crowd took to him straight away. The, 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 I think Brian Robson, the other lad, said, we'll, we'll settle for that. Pressure's off us. We'll do our stuff. And like I always, never thought it was great he didn't chase back and he did great skill. Yeah. But he, he didn't, I don't think he really did it. And he, he didn't do it at the highest level either, you know? I mean, he didn't play well in the European matches for Manchester United. He didn't play for France when they were winning, winning things. He didn't, but anyway, but he was a very, very talented player. But I, I always thought the players did more for him than he did for them.
0: Okay. The, um, next one. Who was the most naturally talented player on your Leeds team? And was that the same as the best player? It's a good question from Thomas.
1: No, it's not always the best player. I mean, the, the talent is 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 one thing, uh, and it's how it's used. is Is there's, there's lots, lots of things make up the great player. I know I keep talking about Roy Keane. I mean, Eddie Gray was a hugely gifted player for us, and he was a terrific player. I'd say probably between him and Billy Bremner, our most gifted player. Yeah. Player, um, and but at the same time, you had Peter Lorimer playing on the other side, um, who. Was at least as effective as Eddie. Now I'm a great fan of Eddie's, but Peter Dormer didn't look. He wasn't a great dribbler, Peter. But he only made half a yard. He just drifted across with the ball, and make a lot of goals and score twenty goals a year from the right wing. But it's if you bad. looked at if you looked at the two of them,
0: you know, Eddie was definitely the most attra- more, more more attractive. Yeah. So definitely not the same as the best player than the most talented. Not not always. No. Uh, Aaron and Doc wants to know: When Ferguson leaves, does he have to cut all ties with Manchester United for it to work for whoever takes the job I think next? So. I think
1: so. I think I saw in the papers a few weeks ago, Jerry where he said he might be staying on. As well, that happened, to that happened with uh, Matt Busby. Mm. And what happens is, uh, I think where it's dangerous is that Ferguson has been there for a long time. He'd know all the players, and if he's if he's a presence around the club, you can't just cut it off straight away. Yeah, and say, no, I don't want to talk to you because players players will like things say they lose a few matches under the new manager directors have got to Alex and say what, what do you think has gone wrong here players would say well we're not doing it the same as we did under you boss and all that and Matt Busby, Matt Busby did that he didn't leave like some, with McGuinness Franco O'Farrell, uh,
0: were very very upset and with didn't. his presence and would Matt have actually interfered
1: well I don't think he'd, he would I don't think he would interfere intentionally but the fact that you're there and he has an enough yeah. players can go in to see him <laughs> yeah like directors, it's, it's
0: actually worse when it's not intentionally
1: maybe it's like you yeah, can't switch off you couldn't switch off his, his ideas and his involvement with the club you know one minute you're a manager next minute you're not a manager somebody else is in team loses a couple of matches and you know the players well and the players come to you and say you know I, I, I'm not so sure about this and I'm not so sure about that and no two managers have the same ideas mm. you're better off I mean Bill Shankly suffered with that poor old Bill he, he retired and he was going to the training ground, yeah. Like, he would no cup on. like, And they had to tell him not to go to the training ground. And that was uh, uh, whoever put, uh, took over from Liverpool. Fagan. F- uh, not, no, the lad before him, so Paisley. Yeah. Paisley took over. And, and Paisley had to, like, I think he had to set the like, look, you can't, you can't have this. And he'd been a great manager for Liverpool. But, but once you're finished, you have to get out of the way. And I I saw that in the paper a few weeks ago. Now, what I don't know whether Ferguson said it himself that he'd stay on as a you know as, as a as a board member or something. But I don't think it's I think it's very very difficult.
0: All uh, he wants to know at the time of John's transfer was there the same animosity between Leeds and Manchester United? No, that there is now
1: none at all, hardly any, hardly any. I think see Leeds were always second division, mostly a few times in the first, never won anything, Jer. Uh, and like it was only when like in, say, 1968 when Manchester United won the uh, the European Cup. Leeds won their first trophy, that League Cup and, and the First Cup. And we sort of dominated Manchester United from then on for about five or six years. And that's when the... It was only when Manchester United were threatened by Leeds... That the animosity
0: starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean O'Neill wants to know, did you always make a special effort to play well against Manchester United when Matt Busby was in charge?
1: Well, I, I don't... I, well... I don't think it's a question of making a special effort because you should be making the same effort every week but I did enjoy it when we won and, and, and I played well. The reward uh, was better maybe than the motivation. Yeah, a bit. A bit uh, especially the first year or so but then it wears off, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I played against Manchester United for I mean, I played uh, 11
0: years when I was at Leeds and another two years when I was at Brom. So that was 13 years. So I think it had worn off by then. Yeah, I'm sure. 26 at least games. Uh, Joey says, isn't it a bad idea for Mourinho to go back to Chelsea? You can never recreate what you had the first time.
1: It's very, very difficult to do it. Um, I think it's probably less difficult now than in the old days because I think he's he's been away five or six years. There's still a few players there. But, like, it wasn't as if Mourinho had built up the team, Jared. You know, like, he won the league, which was great in his first year, but all the players were there. And it's a question of buying players in now. Like, it's almost... Football now is almost instant, you know, when, when, when Manchester City, the money came into Manchester City, they went on to win the league and they started the cup and the league, and yeah. maybe win the cup again this year. Up to then, they were sort of a mediocre middle of the table team. So he would be going in on certain conditions, um, and he'd
0: be buying, he'd be more or less buying new players. All right, Tom we've got to leave it there. Unfortunately, great stuff. Thanks, a million. Thanks, Jer. Thanks for listening to this News Talk one hundred six to one hundred eight podcast. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.